0: Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep, and more. It's National Burns Awareness Month, and there's a reason why it's happening in July. As the nights get colder, heaters, campfires, and fire pits all start getting more use in the family home. Preventing burns is always going to be preferable to dealing with them afterwards. Sarah Hunstead was a paediatric nurse in the emergency department for 15 years before starting CPR Kids, an organisation that helps parents feel empowered when it comes to their children's health. Today, we're talking about burns. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Do burn accidents go up significantly
1: in winter? They do. We definitely do see an increase in burn injuries, particularly in kids. And there's a few reasons for that. I mean, you think about, I know what I like to do in winter, Maybe not for those up in the northern states of Australia, because you've still got that beautiful balmy weather. However, where I live, it gets a bit chilly. I like to have the heater on. We tend to go towards those, you know, delicious soups and warm drinks. And I don't know about you, but a nice hot cup of tea on a freezing cold day is really appealing. So we have more of these heat sources around. And when you've got curious little kids, you're going to end up with more injuries.
0: What is the danger with bonfires and fire pits? Is it
1: Purely that we worry our children will fall into them, or what's happening there? You know, that's always a risk. But you know, certainly we went around Australia with the uh, kids—twenty-two thousand kilometres. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag humble brag. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, we did it, and we survived. You made it exactly. The only burn injury that happened was to my husband, but I'll get into that a little later if you like. However. Knowing that fire was going to be part of our days, it was about knowing to teach the children how to deal with the fire. I don't know if you've seen in the media recently that there's been a whole lot of stuff around childcare centres who are actually teaching kids how to deal with fire. And I don't think that's such a bad thing. It's about knowing, you know, you can even teach a two-year-old that things are hot and not to touch. But so, yes, it is about falling into the fire pit. But what it's more about is how are you dealing with the fire afterwards? What are you doing? Are you letting it just burn out overnight? Maybe chucking a bit of dirt or sand over the top? What's really interesting is unless you completely Douse that campfire with water. If you were just putting the flames out with sand, eight hours later, that is still going to be hundreds of degrees. Wow. And if you're, uh, you know, a three or four or five year old child, you don't know that that's hot. I've seen kids with injuries where they've seen that, you know, there's been that fire on the beach, it's been doused with sand. They can't tell that there's been a fire there. They've run straight across and ended up with terrible burns on their feet. Yes. So the moral to that story is sand and dirt don't cut it. Douse your campfire with copious amounts of water.
0: Wow. What about internal house fires? Because they tend to, you know, they've been built so that you can have them inside. Uh, I remember Darcy burnt her hand on one of those the external parts were metal, and she put her hand back and burnt her hand. In some ways, I feel like those internal fires are more dangerous because they look safe, but if they have any metal near them,
1: they're they're totally going to really burn not. you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> not just the kids, but you too. Yeah. So using fire guards are really important so that they are at a distance, not allowing the child to get closer. There's loads of different models out there. Go for a search on the interwebs. I'm sure you'll be able to find something <laughs> that suits your home. But the important thing too is that teaching your kids that it is hot. We've got a glass fronted fireplace at home. And when we moved in there, I remember thinking to myself, oh, we're gonna have to do something about this because this is really dangerous. The glass heats up so much. Imagine if that was metal. And so we let the heater so we let the heater heat up a bit let the glass heat up a bit, and we got them to touch it. Not so much it was going to take the skin off their fingers or do them an injury, but hot enough for them to go, oh, ouch, that actually would hurt. And so they learned pretty quickly because kids learn by doing. So that was a really good way for us to show, yep, that's hot. And even still now, 10 years later, it's just ingrained in them that they just walk around and not play next to it.
0: Yeah, I didn't do that with Darcy.
1: Um, is there anything we need to be aware of
0: with heaters? Because there are different types. There's your oil heaters, then you've got your air heaters heaters. Obviously, I have a very extensive knowledge of heaters here, but
1: I think you know what I mean. Yeah, they're heaters. They they heat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> heaters heat stuff up. So, uh, the thing bar is- Bar heaters. Bar heaters, yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. can we dangerous ones, right? One more. One more. Can we think of another one? Uh, gas. Gas. All right. Hey! Yeah. Here we go. We've got the heaters. So, when you think about the heaters, read the manufacturer's instructions. How many times do you open up a box of something and go, oh, yeah, Chuck the manual. Let's just plug it in. She'll be right. We'll see how she goes. But a lot of heaters actually have built-in safety instructions. Well, no, they have built-in safety features, such as if a child was to knock a heater over, it will turn itself off. So there are lots of safety features on there. But thinking about where are you placing these heaters? Are you putting it next to the curtains that are hanging on top of it? Is your child going to dump their stuffed toys or their clothes on top of it? So we're not just talking the toddlers, we're talking the older kids here. Are they aware of the fact that they can't touch it. They can't put stuff on top of it. Should you be having a heater in your child's bedroom at all? So thinking about location, where is it, the safety features and educating your kids. Now we can't all afford them,
0: but would gas heaters be the safest version of heaters that you could
1: buy? So it really depends. depends. There are some gas heaters and I remember pre-children we had this Awesome gas heater that heated the entire house. Now you
0: press it and it goes.
1: Froom. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to the point where my husband would be walking around in his undies, going, "Geez, it's balmy in here." <laughs> and now that's too hot. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So they can be absolutely fantastic to heat, but still, even though they're gas heaters, I remember the front of this thing. You could have done a cheese toasty on it, right? Yeah, like that's how hot this thing got. So it's not just about that. It's about looking at the heater itself. Are there any exposed areas on there that touch is going to harm your child?
0: Mm -hmm. Are there any preventative tips that you'd like to share when it comes to burns in winter?
1: Ah, yes. (laughs) I always like to share preventative tips. (laughs) So, when it comes to burns in winter, yes, we've talked about the heaters, we've talked about the fires, but still the number one cause are scalds. So, hot liquid scalds. So, I really want you to think about where are you putting that coffee? Drink your coffee, you need it. you are a parent or a carer. (laughs) There's no two ways there. But think about where are you putting it? Can those little fingers reach it? Are you drinking that coffee while they're in the pouch in the front of you or over the top of the pram? Have a think about these things because kids will burn in much shorter amounts of time at lower temperatures than grown ups do. So think about those hot liquids, the coffee, the tea, the soups, the bowls of noodles that kind of stuff. But also another big one that's all year round, mums and dads possibly, hair straighteners. Keep them out of reach. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: Ouchie. Um, What do we do if a child has been burnt?
1: So it's really simple. What we need to do, the first thing we need to do is actually remove that heat source so we are going to if they've pulled that hot cup of tea on themselves we're going to remove the clothing where they've been burnt and nappy too because if that hot liquid has gone down inside their nappy we've got to get that off so remove unless the clothing is stuck to the skin and then we need to leave it there the next thing we're going to do is cool the burn so that is cold running tap water preferably for 20 minutes minimum And the full 20 minutes, not five, not 10, 20 minutes. Next thing we're going to do after we've called it, of course, is that we're going to seek medical help. I mean, after you've called it, if it's just a bit red, you look and you think, oh, geez kids fine. I can't even see where that burn really was. Yeah, we're probably fine. But if the skin is disrupted, if the skin is blistered or it's come away, we need medical help. And of course, if it's an extensive burn, if it's involved flames and you're worried about smoke inhalation, if it's around their neck, their chest, or you just go, oh my goodness, my gut says something's really wrong here, triple zero ambulance. And please, Don't put any creams or lotions on top of that burn. Or butter. Or butter. Or ice. Mm. No ice either. Okay. We'd preferably want cool, just cool running tap water. That's it. Mm -hmm.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for your time today.
1: My pleasure. That's
0: That's Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. And CPR Kids do first aid courses specifically for parents with information like this. We'll put links to where you can find them in the notes to this episode.